0: Price picks is the easiest, the most exciting way to get in on the action while you watch your favourite sports and players. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Download the app today. Use code MIB for a first deposit match of up to $100. This is Rebecca Lowe or Rebecca Lua if you listen to Suboptimal Radio and you are listening to Men in Blazers on the NBC Sports Network. It's unbelievable. It's Friday. It's Rod, still filled with delusions of glory after Everton's Build a Monument victory for the Ages against Liverpool last weekend. Did it happen? Am I dreaming? Did we really add the we won at Anfield trophy to our Champions of September and Champions of December Cups? It's more silverware than I imagined ever experiencing watching Everton win in my lifetime. My family are soon to take ownership of a new dog, an Italian truffle hound, and I'm trying to persuade my kids, just warm them up to the notion of calling a dog Carlo Ancelotti. I love the idea of being able to say things like, Who's fed Carlo Ancelotti? Mm. Has Carlo Ancelotti taken a dump on the carpet? No problem, I'll clean it up. And just generally be able to look at him, my good boy, and call him Doggo Magnifico. Before that happens, and before we dive into the pod, a quick word of thanks to all those of you who've written ravens and tweets filled with love and good wishes in respect to my dad, Judge Ivor, ahead of his surgery this week. I'm so relieved and elated and giddy to be able to report that he has now emerged from hospital without a kidney, one of them anyway, but stronger, harder and faster, bit like a Jewish latin. My dad drew strength from your messages and also, I believe, from the idea that if Everton can win a derby at Anfield, then everything's possible. OK, let's do this. Producer Jonah, sting me up. was Pep Up Matt by Zachary Webb? What a incredibly surreal piece of wonder. Music that he describes as relishing an Everton win over a close friend who has switched teams from City to Liverpool. The sound of it, it drove me crazy. Like, what does it remind me of? And it's kind of like the love child of Liz Fair and Postal Service when I listen to that. It is magnificent. Keep sending your stings. We've had some unbelievable crackers over the past couple of weeks, keep sending them in because you are listening to WGFOP the Bald. Oh, the creation of Rodge and Rodge, where you call in your questions at 646 450 9472 and we give them terrible answers. WGFOP the Bald is, remember, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, who are giving all new players a chance to cash $100. New customers can bet $1 on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. And if your team, say the Wizards, makes it rain, you cash $100. Thank you, Denny. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code MIB to get your shot to turn $1 into $100 when you bet on any team to hit a three-pointer in any basketball game this week. That's promo code MIB, 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 MIB. For new customers to get a shot at 100 to 1 odds on any basketball team to hit a three-point shot. Only Drakking Sports. All must be 21 or older. NJI and M I or VA. Only new customers. Only restrictions apply. Winnings paid out for 25. Follow the bets. See Drakking's.com. Sports. Wait for details. Gambling problem? Come 1-800-GAMBLER in Indiana. 1-800-9 with it. Or in VA. 888-532-3500. Question one. Question me up.
2: Hi, Raj. Pat from Pittsburgh here. West Ham United fan. I'm hoping you can clarify a curiosity I have regarding the stature of football managers. Despite the prestige of the World Cup, it feels like a lot of the most talked about managers in the world coach at the club level. Is it just that the length and visibility of the club season creates the illusion of stature? Or are the elite club managers truly recognized as the best of the best? Similarly, if you were to find yourself as the most desirable manager in the land, which path would you choose for club or for country. Thanks for your time. If you need me, I'll be over here hoping the
0: Hammers can do more than just blow bubbles this season. Courage. Pat! What a time to be alive as a hammer! You happy yinza, you. Look, simply put, the best managers in the world want to be able to work with their players every single day on the training ground. They want to shape squads They want to have their idea of football inculcated into a team of the best players playing against the best in the Premier League, ultimately in the Champions League and being an international manager. Look, it's not all that. It used to be, in the old days, it used to be a status of gigantic proportion. Remember, Sam Allardyce was England manager for one game. So that kind of put to that. And the truth is, it's kind of like a retirement job. Look, you have your squads for three or four training sessions at a time. They're brief, they're fleeting, and then they disband after the game, go back to their teams. And you're left to kind of scout a little bit, play a lot of golf in the in-betweens. It's a job for big managers in the twilight of their career, or middling ones in the midst of their career. Roberto Martinez, a lovely man, a terrific international manager, much better, arguably, than he was a club leader. But the peps of this world, they'll manage a World Cup only at the last. Which brings us fortuitously to your Hammers, who played Pep this weekend in a fascinating clash. City rolling in after, this is surely a typo, what? 19 victories in a row? But this is not your grandfather's West Ham. It's like your father's West Ham. It's David Moyes, Jesse Lingard, Mikel Antoni-inspired West Ham. One loss since December 21st, West Ham. And I present a stern test for Pep's mob. Who will know? David Moyes is a wily dog who's been there, tied that. His team sit deep, say break us down, organised, disciplined, poised to seize the opportunity to counter. So I'm genuinely excited to watch this game, this magnificent City team, almost transcendent the way they smite teams with a cold, calculating brilliance of an apex predator who wants to conserve as much energy in the art of that kill. I did love Pep Guardiola this week when he was asked, what's the secret to your brilliance, Pep? And he said this, we have a lot of money to buy a lot of incredible players. <laughs> this is like really- it. Yeah. Yeah. We Seriously. The- all the time we win for the money. That is true. Yeah. So, without good quality of the players, we cannot do it. The-, the humanity of this group, the players are fantastic. They have an incredible relation and play every game to thinking just this one win this game. The Hammers, though, have done it another way. In the Premier League season of pandemic conservative approaches, Low possession, focusing on set pieces and nicking a goal and never, ever pressing. That's been David Moy's specialty before coronavirus was even a thing. All those David Moy's specialties have come into their own. And this is going to be an amazing cat-mouse and mouse game. If the cat has won every game it's played this year as a cat and the mouse is a dour Scott who always looks like he's at a stranger's funeral. Worth watching just to see what avant-garde men's wear. Pep's going to unfurl, to be honest. I think he's just trolling us at this point, right? He's got through his big scarf, period. He's now dabbling in a fine-cut blazer that looks amazing from the front, but then he turns around and it's got a weird, cheap City logo heat stamped onto the back. What? But make no mistake, City's dominance is all Pep. A reflection of his idea, his heartbeat, his philosophy. Don't take my word for it. On Monday's Men in Blazers show, we've got Alex Caruso joining us, NBA champion Alex Caruso, who is an enormous, enormous City fan. And here's Alex comparing Pep Guardiola and his mentality to LeBron James. At the end of the day, Will this campaign just be seen as another Pep Guardiola masterstroke that he alone grasped the unique circumstances of the congested COVID schedule amongst managers and realised his team had to save energy in those early weeks and tortoise and inherit to glory?
1: There's a weird parallel between stuff that Pep does with his teams and how LeBron works and the fact that it's just so repetitive and it's so successful year after year. People tend to overlook how good and how hard it is to do what they really do. LeBron, 18 years in a row, has been dominating the league. 10 finals appearances in 11 years. Pep's in final after final after final, and and a lot of the credit goes to the team. But to be able to do that that consistently is unheard of.
0: And the incredible thing about LeBron, he does it all while being the owner of Liverpool Football Club.
1: Yeah, he's got a lot on his plate. He's got a lot on his plate, that's for sure. It's a hard life for him right now, though, you know? Catch
0: more Caruso. He's such an incredible Blake. 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Monday, NBCSN. Next question.
2: Hey, Raj. This is Sam from New Jersey, the footballing capital of America, currently attending the University of Pittsburgh. Not quite the same. As a diehard Chelsea fan, my question to you is about the upcoming transfer window. There have been reports that if Thomas Tuchel can guide us to a top-four finish, Roman Abramovich will try to bring in some top talent. Erwin Holland and James Sanjo talking the list. While I don't think anyone could say no to Holland and their team, I'm kind of annoyed that Chelsea and much of the fan base is so intent on making these signings happen. We signed a striker in Timo Werner and a center forward or second striker in Kai Havertz. We don't need those guys. Plus, we have Abraham and Giroud. We have wonderful wingers in Pulisic, Ziyech, and Hudson Medoy, and making a new signing would force out at least one of these players. It's time we bring the signings together and produce results we're capable of. And not just dream of new signings when we have a group already capable of challenging for everything. Am I wrong to feel agitated by this relentless cycle or show a lot of Blues fans adjust their expectations like I am? Thanks for being the light in all of our lives. Congrats on your derby win. Hashtag shout out to Tony Hibbert and Courage.
0: Sam, you beautiful Chelsea hipster, you. I love a lover fan so devoted to his squad that he doesn't want his team to sign new players stay with the old boys. Trust the lads. You know, got to say, and you kind of hint at this in your question, if you have a chance to sign Haaland, you do it. He's a unicorn. He is. But because of football's finances now, Haaland's next step is going to be to a huge team. Huge. One with super deep pockets, which in modern football is now just Chelsea, United, City, and sorry, Dortmund, and Bayern. There's a few others right now, from being honest. And the challenge with Chelsea is that like Manchester United, whom they play on Sunday in a clash of counter-attackers and counter-pressers, Chelsea brought so many bloody players under so many different managers who all have different philosophies so that a squad can start to look like an exquisite corpse of good players, all but different mismatched players who don't have a cohesive idea of football in them. And so when you mention agitation, I do wonder what the mood is in the Chelsea locker room right now because uncertainty is one of the most unstable chemicals in football. It can be an incredible motivator, but it can also be a destabilizer. It can destroy. And Tuchel has reinstated the likes of veterans, Alonso, Dave, Rudiger. They will be his leaders, his men in that locker room. But his boys, the young guys, Callum Hudson-Odoi, Tammy Abraham, the really young guys, Billy Gilmore, and the yet-to-properly-acculturate newcomers, your Werners, your <sighs> That's a different picture. And I've got a feeling, though, you're really asking about one man, Christian Pulisic, who, if we're being honest, doesn't fit neatly into any of those categories. And what a rollercoaster arc he's had at Chelsea, that agonisingly slow start, the incredible project restart period when... No opponent could live with him. And now this, what is it? An innocuous slump. An injury undermined slump, if we're being kind. Incredibly, he's missed 27 games due to injury or risk management issues since the start of last season. That's just a remarkable stat. That's just under 50% of Chelsea's games. And I do believe this. Christian will get a big chance for Tuchel. He will get a start if Kepa gets a start Pulisic will get a start and Christian will get that start. What will Bearded again Christian do with it? Let us pray. He shows exactly what he can do, which we all know is wizard filth.
1: Load some of the clearance. Oh, the header comes in. Goodness me, he's done it again. Christian Pulisic has a hat trick. Would you believe it? What a moment for the man from Pennsylvania.
0: Next question. America,
2: hey guys. It's Chris. I'm from Philly, and I'm a unfortunate Arsenal fan. I've got one question for you. Um, what did I do in a previous life to deserve this? Thanks, Enjoy the show.
0: Oh, God bless Chris. Hello, Philly. What an evergreen question! Look! I have no sympathy. Arsenal fans exist in a prison of their own making, and for that matter, so does the first team. I do believe though. There's something in the psychological makeup of American fans who choose Arsenal. Something great that I admire. They tend to be warm, brave, joyous, humor-filled individuals. So many incredible life qualities that lead you to Arsenal. I really believe that. So my advice would be just enjoy the ride, especially because we tape it a moment of brief joy of respite for Arsenal fans. You enter this weekend's tasty clash against Leicester City, surging... Uber's 87th minute winner keeps you in that Europa sniff. Leicester have just wilted at home against Slavia Prague. James Madison out with hip trouble so they'll be less good looking than they normally are and the memory of last year's claps at the last. It's going to be tearing at Brendan Rodgers and his squad which is really an all too easy segue for me to serve you up a nostalgic sound up of what I imagine Brendan Rodgers' pre-match talk could be to his players.
1: Listen, the point we're making here is very, very simple. The objective of what we want out of this season starts tomorrow. For me, the sky's the limit for you. When I arrived here, these first days, I was analysing the group, the staff, the people. I think there's three people who will let us down this year. The cause, the fight, everything. They're going to let us down. And I've wrote them down already. No matter point to you as players and staff, make sure you're not the one in the envelope. Because it's so important. If we're going to achieve and going to be the very best that we possibly can. We need to be together. But I think there's maximum three we'll let left do. Make sure you're not the one.
0: Oh, the envelopes. The envelopes! We should honestly play that sound up every Bloody week. Oh, life's so much better with being Liverpool. Put that show back on the air and I'll Miss Street Science Theatre it. Next question.
2: Hey, Raj. This is Chris Cover from Westland, Oregon, and you know that I support Everton because they just left you five messages saying all kinds of songs because Everton just beat Liverpool for the first time I've ever seen them in eight years, I think. And it's amazing. And I don't have a question. I just want to say thank you for making me a blue, and that I had to watch all three games from this week tonight because we had no power all week here in Westland, in Oregon, and it was garbage, garbage, garbage until that last whistle against Lipperable. I cannot believe it. Thank you. I love you, Raj. Love you, Davo. Courage, all that. Up the toppies. Come on, you blues. Let's go!
0: Chris, you bloody beauty, I raise my bud fan, blood fan to you and all blues across the nation. What a week we've had, but especially you, Chris, because, well, <laughs> you left so many messages on our voicemail like this one, a burst of grand old team. It's a grand old team
2: to play for, it's a grand old team to support, and if not, it's enough an ultra-
0: Or maybe a taste of your spirit of the blues. Eriton! He never shone so brightly.
2: Eriton! The spirit of the blues!
0: I could go on. Slightly dodged, but enthusiastic Carlo Magnifico. Did you see Look, Chris, I love the idea. The first thing that you did when you got power back in this chaotic, awful, crazy world is go and binge watch three Everton games. That is Cohen Brothers level crazy, and I love it. Enjoy it. Make memories that last forever, which is what football's really about. And you and I both know Everton are guaranteed, guaranteed to crap the bed against Southampton this Monday, right? One more question. Roger, it's Uncle Weenie calling from Chicago. City fan, my question,
2: with his recent goal-scoring form, is it time to start thinking about slotting John Stones into the number nine role?
0: Uncle Weenie from the greatest city in the world, Chicago. Oh, John Stones, he's the other guest on Monday Night Show. And I will say, his redemption story is one of the most singular and title-defining of the season. And I genuinely find John Stones fascinating. That career journey, an English player who emerged out of Barnsley, Barnsley, where the youth coaches, by quirk of fate, were obsessed with Barcelona's passing and possession game and so decided to teach young John, as an eight-year-old, how to be a ball-playing centre-back, which, to be candid is exactly the opposite of what English people like to see in their defenders. We want them to boot it! We want them to boot the ball and their opponent into rose ed, But John emerged at Everton as a taste of the future, a glimpse of the future, who was not to everyone's liking. Everton fans were constantly pissed off with his absolute disregard of any instructive to clear the lines, which cost us because, well... We didn't have a surrounding cast who could hope to support him. Pet loved what he saw, paid a fortune for Stones, hailed him as the future of City, anointed him his QB1, and Stones was then undone by injuries, by decision-making, on and off the field, by the task, really, of being City centre-back, which is an unforgiving role. The rest of the team pushed so high up the field, you are cruelly exposed. And it was... <sighs> you know, a dark time. Stones, let's not forget, was available for transfer last summer. Done. Pep was washing his hands of John Stones. But John Stones wouldn't have it. He started to work out, resiliently, on and off the field, analysing his game, looking at the errors in his decision-making. In comes young warrior Ruben Dias, which was game-changing. The chemistry between the two of them. For City, that chemistry, that steel... That joy in spoiling, destroying, propelling the team forward has changed the course of this title campaign. I'll be honest, it's no one. I, for one, had written off John Stones. I'm one of many. And he's made a fool of us all. It was amazing to talk to him about how he's done it. And I will leave you with a taste. There will be more of John Stones and Alex Caruso Man City Fest at 5.30pm Eastern Time on Monday afternoon on NBCSN. May we all face up to our weaknesses with the positivity and wonder of John Stones. Until then, courage. Last year was a tough one for you. You were struggling with injuries, personal issues. You're out of the starting lineup. Rumours of possible moves. Yeah. 12 months later... You're playing with confidence, authority, happier, stronger, totally dominant. How do you understand the change? Experiences have definitely changed me. Being sat on the bench
1: and watching your team's very difficult. Yourself is the most powerful opponent. That's why you're your own worst enemy and so I had to look hard at myself and wanted to fight for my
0: spot. What you can improve on, what you can do to become better and kicking the injuries out, what I can do for injury prevention what I can do to recover better, how I can get better on the pitch, in the gym, how I can get stronger. All those sort of things that come together as a collective you learn from and get better as a player and as a person as well. Hey Prime members, you can listen to Men In Blazers ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today or...